Hey everybody, what you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening. The edits sound really good, by the way. You made us actually sound intelligent and funny, which I know we're not, really. But how? why is my no? I sound so nasal. What do I do about that? What am I going to do? Nobody wants to listen to that. I can't listen to this. Dude, that's your voice. Is there anywhere I can get surgery to make my voice next less nasal? Okay, anyway, let's start. Hey, everyone. It's Dr. Chris Kelly. And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg. And we are here to answer the age-old question... Am I dying? Hey everyone, today we are talking about a topic that is just so modern, something that uh, had been forecast for years as being a sign of the future, and now it's finally here, and it's genetic testing. Mm. Uh, genetic testing. Mark, have you ever done one of those home genetic testing kits? Not at home, but actually I did one in the hospital, and it was like actually a fascinating experience. Uh, I decided to get tested for all the... Uh, for everything, basically. I'm not sure why, except for the fact I'm probably a hypochondriac. But anyway, I thought they were going to take blood and everything. And it turns out all I had to do was spit into a cup. And like, you know, a few weeks later, I got all my results. And was this a commercial test or a medical grade test? It was a medical grade test. So actually, uh-huh. uh, you know, I was looking for like, you know, to see if uh, anyone, you know, we have a family history of some cancers and stuff, if there was any risk factors like the BRCA1, BRCA2. Mm-hmm. And this is how you found out that you're actually part dachshund? Well, actually, they said I was mostly shisu. I see. Could you imagine? I know know at Christmas time they have the, what, 23 and me and all the other genetic home tests. I always thought I'd send it away and they'd say I'm like half pig, half dog. (laughs) I'm not sure what the other half would be. Yeah. I, I think there's nothing left. I think that's it. No, I wasn't good in math in high school. (laughs) Well, Mark, um, you're in good company because uh, apparently about 25 million of these home tests have been done. You didn't have a home test, but it sounds like you were looking for a lot of the same things as the home tests. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to go through what these look for and who should have them and what value, if any, they offer. Yeah, I think it's, you know, more knowledge is always good, I think. So genetic unless, testing. Unless, unless it freaks people out. So again, if, if it's somebody who's going to find out that they might have a risk factor for something and it's going to put them in total panic that doesn't go away after you know, the day or two, then yep. that's not always a good thing. So let's, let's just go back to basics for a second and just talk about what these tests are looking at exactly. So your DNA is obviously the recipe for who you are. Uh, mm-hmm. It's contained in every single cell. Uh, it contains about 20,000 genes, which are spans of DNA, and they encode every protein in your body, and, and all those proteins make you who you are. Uh, do, people, do people know how many pairs of chromosomes we have? Do you know? I do, actually. 23, right? 23. So 23 and me, 23 pairs of chromosomes. Although, um, does it sound like we're uh, endorsing one group of uh, home testing by saying 23 and me? I'm not endorsing anything. Au contraire. Keep listening. So you got 23 pairs of chromosomes. Uh, One of those is your sex chromosomes. Um, Mm. 
You mean Mark, if you're going to have any sex? Or? You should probably never get yours tested, but typically uh, a genetically female is XX and a genetically male is XY. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the rest of the chromosomes are, are shared between the genders. Mm-hmm. Um, so genetic testing has been around for a while in limited ways. Um, for example, among people with a high risk of certain diseases who marry each other, for example, certain Ashkenazi Jewish populations, there's an increased risk of cystic fibrosis and, and other things. And so we do some prenatal testing uh, to so try saying, to determine the likelihood. people who marry their siblings should get tested? Uh, I think that people who marry their siblings have a whole set of problems that they need to address. But people who marry and reproduce with other members of genetically closely linked uh, families may be at increased risk of certain recessive diseases. And so uh, there's been prenatal parental testing uh, for some time. And then there's also prenatal genetic testing of fetuses in some cases. Um, And cancer is often another place where genetic testing is used widely because uh, certain tumors express certain genes that uh, can be targets for therapies. And so very frequently when people get tumor biopsies, uh, those biopsies are sent for genetic profiling and that can affect what kind of treatments are available. Yeah, it's great. So so we're not going to go into the the merits of all that. That's that's pretty clearly beneficial. What we're really going to focus on is the commercial testing that people can opt into on their own without a doctor's prescription and mm-hmm. collect and send to a company from home. We already mentioned one of the companies, 23andMe, another is Ancestry.com, and, and there are others out there. And basically, these companies offer packages uh, that range from a basic genetic profile to a sort of more complete medical screen. Yeah, most people think it just tells you if you're like 12% Italian, 14% Jewish. Yeah. And so the basic panel basically does do that. So if you just get the entry-level genetic kit, they're not sequencing all of your DNA at all. Uh, far from it. In fact, they're just looking at a few specific areas of the DNA to try to determine if you share DNA with people from certain ancestries around the world. Uh, as you said, you know whether you have some Irish in your family tree or some Italian or whatever, uh, they're just looking at the genetic makeup that you have and how closely it matches people from different parts of the world historically. I'm assuming that you did not get that, Mark. Well, mine still just said 100% Shisu. Nice, 100 Right, of course. How could I forget? So I don't know, Mark. Do you feel like there's any value to people doing that, looking to see where their ancestors were from? I mean, medically speaking? Well, I think it is interesting to some people, you know, and maybe, you know, in this day and age where people, you know, people may want to real. I mean, could you imagine when some people are like prejudiced and then they find out that holy, you know, they've been like making fun of like a religion their whole life. And it turns out they're like 12% that religion. Um, yes. You know, look, I think these tests, you know, are useful with a nurse or doctor's advice. Like if you're high risk for certain things or you want to look into something. No, no, no. I'm just because, talking about where you're from. Would, I mean, do you think oh, that I has think any just, health value of any kind? I know that especially around like the holiday time, people buy those as gifts for other people. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Your dad isn't who you think it is. (laughs) Your parents aren't really your parents. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Mr. President. You're actually one quarter Mexican. (laughs) No, anyway, the, uh, you know, the only thing is a question a lot of people have is they wonder, you know, if they do this genetic testing, if their information is just going to be out there for everybody else, if someone will be able to like hack into who they are. 
Yeah. So it's interesting. So on that point, there's actually this famous story, which you may or may not recall, that the Golden State Killer, who had been on the lam for decades, was ultimately identified because a couple of his family members had done these home genetic tests and uh, using companies that shared them with these public databases. And the police got a hold of this database and found likely family members of their killer based on an old DNA sample. And we're able to work from there to find the actual man. So, you know, that's actually fascinating. I wonder if then they could find for people who need like bone marrow matches, if they'll be able to utilize this, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it's interesting. I mean, yeah. Okay, fine. You can identify that maybe you had somebody from some part of the world somewhere up your family tree, but at what cost, right? It's not just the $99 you're sending in. There's, I think, extreme privacy concerns and I personally would not trust any company with my DNA yeah. and not that I'm planning to commit any crime anytime soon, but you can easily imagine this dystopian scenario where your DNA shows up in places where you haven't been yeah. and, um, but how about and the ones you just that have no done, control over it. How about the ones that are done through the hospital? Would you feel more secure with that? I think that those are certainly much more regulated and scrutinized and there's certainly much more robust law in place regarding the privacy of hospital collected tests. Uh So uh, on the subject of hospital collected tests, let's take a quick break and then let's come back and talk about actual medical tests. So if you're sending off your genetic profiling uh, to understand your risk of contracting certain diseases, what's the benefit of doing that? And are there also privacy concerns? So stick with us. We'll be right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, and we're back. So earlier in the show, we were talking about genetic testing. We were talking about the commercial kits that you can send off from the comfort of your own home and find out which part of the world your family's from, or in Mark's case, you can find out that you're actually primarily Shih Tzu, and, uh, <laughs> and that explains so much. And we're talking about some of the. Sorry, fact- I was just scratching. I was just scratching my leg. What were you saying? <laughs> talking about the fact that you can maybe find some interesting tidbits about uh, the geographic origins of your family, although at the cost of potentially giving up your privacy because uh, there have been cases where the DNA ends up being used in ways that the original DNA donor did not intend. And certainly I think all of us have learned not to trust Silicon Valley and, and not to trust these companies to regulate themselves. You know, one other downside, which I'll mention also is that each of these companies kind of makes their own conclusions about which DNA sequences match up with which parts of the world. So mm-hmm. there's been a couple articles showing that when people try to track down their ancestry and, you know, send a kit to each different company, the answers they get back are often very different. So I don't even know how reliable it is yeah. uh, for what that's worth. Or reproducible, what you're saying. So, but let's say you're not just curious about 
your family tree, let's say you actually want to assess your risk for different diseases. Uh, can your genetics help identify uh, what you need to be looking out for? Can they give you information that will actually change your behavior? Uh, well, not necessarily think- behavior, but what, what testing you might need in the future yeah. is more important. And I think that should be done through a hospital, through a doctor. So if a patient comes in and says, I've been reading about genetic testing, I'm curious, Mark, what would you tell them? Well, first of all, you want to know what, what they're worried about. So if they have a family history, I mean, the perfect example is, you know, BRCA1 and BRCA2, you know. Which uh, are? Which are basically put people at increased risk of breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and several other cancers. So for people of a family history of premature or early breast cancer or ovarian cancer, they might want to know, you know, even when they're in their early 20s, whether they have one of those genes, because it might actually be very useful for what they should do in the future. Um, you know, and then we can get into what heart issues as, you know, we're both cardiologists, so we're fixated on the heart, but, you know, people have a family history of sudden death. You know, we all hear about these horrible cases of like some young basketball player in high school dropping dead, having a cardiac arrest on, uh, you know, during a game in front of their whole school. You know, if you, if you have a family history of a cousin or someone who blacked out or, or, you know, had a cardiac arrest or a parent who had a cardiac arrest, you should be tested because you might, you know, this might guide you on what you should, what you should be doing in terms of sports, like not playing competitive sports and maybe what treatments you should get to make you safe so you can. Right. So I think it it sounds like you're taking the position that you are definitely in favor of genetic testing. Yes. If it's going to, if it's going to make a difference. Yeah. And I agree. I feel like these sort of blanket genetic tests being done by healthy people with no personal or family history of any problems is a little questionable to me. Also, you just brought up another interesting point. If we're not sure somebody's home kits are reliable, it might give people a false sense of security. Like all of a sudden they're like, oh, my aunt or, you know, and cousin both had like breast cancer, but I was tested for genetics. They would have let me know if I had those genes. Right. You have no, you have no clue if they tested for that. And even if they did, you're not sure how accurate it is. Exactly. So there's, there's definitely that. And again, the results are best interpreted in context, right? If there's a personal or family history of some problem and the mm-hmm. genetic testing results are compatible with that problem, then it all makes sense. Yes. But screening millions of people uh, for certain genes when there's zero clinical reason to do so and zero clinical problem around those people, I think leads to a lot of false positives but, and a lot of unnecessary concerns. But that's part of when you see your regular internist or nurse practitioner, you know, especially during the first visit or your yearly checkup, you need to let them know some, you know, sometimes it's useful before you go to find out a really thorough family history. Right. It's very useful for you to find out if there is any family history of something worrisome that you bring up with your doctor and your doctor can decide if you should go for genetic testing, which by the way is covered by almost all insurances. I think the most they can charge people, uh, at least it was when I did, it was $100. So I had all this testing done and they charged me a balance of 100 bucks. Whereas like 10 years ago, you could have paid like thousands of dollars and not known. Another issue that, that I think people don't always understand so well is that frequently, in fact, in almost all cases, there's not a one-to-one relationship between a gene and a disease. Often, hundreds of different genes are implicated in a disease. And you might find out that you're, let's say, 5 to 10% higher risk than the average person for a certain disease. I don't know what you necessarily do with that information, um, other than just be a little more cautious. 
when I got my genetic testing, it was in the middle of a crazy day. I had scheduled my appointment like months in advance. I ran over there and I actually met with a counselor for an hour. I thought I was just going to go there, get bloods done and run out. And they insisted I meet with someone who discussed everything and the implications for an hour uh, to make sure I was emotionally able to handle the results if they were bad. And, you know, at the time I was like, I don't have time for this, but it, it was actually a very interesting meeting. And it's true. You know, they want to make sure that, you know, someone's not going to jump from a bridge if they find out they have a 6% chance of getting like pancreatic cancer. If that counselor felt that you were emotionally ready to handle <laughs> any result, then I seriously question well, their credentials. They did refer me to a doctor named Sigmund Freud, but I, I've, been looking, <laughs> I've been looking all over the university and I can't seem to find like a way to get an appointment. So in addition to the fact that diseases are usually driven by many, many different genes, there's also the concept of penetrance. Just having a mutation, <laughs> and this is not the penetrance that you have difficulties with, Mark. Um, Thank you. I thought I was going back to my high school health class. That was like the only time I ever paid attention in high school. The problem of penetrance, something, something you can relate to. Um, there's no guarantee that just because you have a genetic mutation in many conditions that it's actually going to lead to the disease state. Sometimes there's other factors that we don't know about. So just even having a genetic mutation that is closely mapped to one disease in many cases doesn't guarantee that you'll get that disease. Although certainly it means you should look out for it. I bet most of our listeners haven't heard one word you said after you said the word penetrance. <laughs> the mind just wanders, right? <laughs> but there are, as you point out, quite a few cases where genetic testing is super helpful. And I think we've already listed quite, quite a few of them. Mm -hmm. Parents uh, at risk of a passing on a disease to children, mm -hmm. uh, uh, people who have cancer and need to have their cancers profiled to determine treatment. Often that involves genetic testing. In cardiology, we do a lot of genetic testing. People with sudden cardiac death, people with conditions like hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is an abnormal thickening of the heart muscle. People with really high cholesterol often have genetic abnormalities. Uh, people with electrical problems in the heart have genetic abnormalities. And, and there's a lot of, it's interesting, my sort of feeling is that there's a lot of clinically indicated genetic testing that should be getting done and isn't getting done. Uh -huh. And then there's a lot of useless home commercial genetic testing that shouldn't be getting done, but is. Yeah. And I think that that gap hopefully is going to close over the next few years as more doctors get familiar with genetic testing and mm -hmm. send it when they should. And people stop uh, sending their own unnecessary tests that don't really provide much in the way of useful information. Yeah. So if people really want to learn more about genetic testings, they should definitely speak to uh, their regular doctor or their uh, obstetrician, especially, you know, most gynecologists uh, are familiar with the, obviously genetic testing when prenatal care. So that's basically the two places people could look, you know, speak with people about whether they should get genetic testing. Very good. Thanks very much for listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Offscript Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Karen Lee is our production manager. Darren Tun is our production intern. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com.